Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. I think authenticity is one of the most sexy things that there is in a woman, well, in a human being. And today's guest is really just one of the most authentic genuine human beings that I have ever met. She is a light. She is so smart. She shares just so much of herself and really just shares like the real, real, which I feel is, it's kind of a rare thing these days. Jessica Johnson is a seven figure online business coach that helps coaches and course creators get clients through social media. If that isn't the most succinct, straightforward bio that you have ever heard. I don't know if I ever have seen one. And I have to say, I value clear, concise, and to the point. So for those of you listening that are coaches, creators, entrepreneurs, especially if you're working on your niche statement or your bio, let that be a lesson. Hello. Hello, super expanders. How are you? No, really. How are you? Uh, Today's guest, today's conversation is going to be so, so good. I know it. Buckle up, prepare to expand because Jessica Johnson is with us. She is truly just a ray of sunshine. She's such a real human being. And we all know that one of my, my core values is is authenticity and realness. So when I first had a conversation with Jessica, I just knew she was, she was my people. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to to hop on here and, and chat. Corey, I am so stoked to be on here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Goodness. So we, you're, you're celebrating, um, some, some big things over there in, in your life, aren't you? There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. Maybe, maybe we'll dive in and share a little bit about all the big things happening, but because, because I go deep straight on straight off the cuff, I'm going to just go, go for it right here. First, I will actually give a little bit of context so people really understand how we, we first met. And um, yeah, so I actually signed up for the program Cultivate. And originally I, I met Jessica through Ross Johnson, her now new husband. And I have gone through their, their program through their company is called smart coach, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And have learned so, so much from the two of them. And I just knew that I had to share her with you. So because we're going deep, who is, who is Jessica at her core? Strip away all the things, all the things that you do professionally, who like, what lights your soul on fire? Who are you? This is such an interesting question. We're definitely going deep right off the bat here on Super Expander. <laughs> you know, I've been asked this question before and it's it's just interesting because from a day-to-day basis, we label ourselves with our job and, you know, our age and, you know, what we do for fun. But it's it's actually a really interesting question when you get to the root of it. Who Who am I, right? So who am I? Who is Jessica Johnson? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's such a challenging question. I really do. Like I think I want to go straight to what I do for a living, right? I want to go to I want to go to the titles, right? Yeah. Do you want me see, to go deeper to that? <laughs> see, this is this is why I asked the question. And I feel like I love the fact that you're you're sharing how it's it kind of threw you a little bit, making yeah. you making you question. It feels like there's a lot of weight in the answer, but I will say I think that the the most liberating thing about this is is who we are at our core gets to it gets to change and grow and evolve mm. as we grow and evolve. Totally, yeah. I think at the core, I am an optimist. I'm a dreamer. I am someone who goes after things. And I really do believe that anything is possible for myself and for those around me. And I I try to be that light within everyone's life that comes across, you know, my path. And I think that is the root of it. You know, like I, I think I'm just here on planet earth, right. Having a fucking weird, wild experience (laughs) and trying to reach my truest potential. I think that that kind of is the root without any labels. You just answered it so, so well, right. was, it doesn't feel good to, (laughs) to claim it. And what I love about what you just said, you actually described the characteristics that really do fall under a label. One that I know that you go by, which is an entrepreneur. I think Mm. entrepreneurs have all of those things at, at their core, right? Because I, you can't take on the, the role of being an entrepreneur without being a dreamer, a visionary, without being an optimist, without being a problem mm. solver and mm. a massive drive to create impact and bring your truth to the world. Oh, oh, I love that. Love that. <laughs> totally. Yep. I mean, you nailed it. I, I, I'm like, it's spot on. I think all the things and super unconventional. I would, I would say I'm definitely, I, I do things very differently than I would say the majority of people. And I think that is an entrepreneur as well. It's probably what makes me successful. <laughs> so, so I'm actually just kind of diving back into the big leap, which I had started mm-hmm. reading and not finished. And I just recently mm-hmm. was inspired to go back, which yeah. actually what you're saying kind of, has me thinking about something that I just read. So has it been that way always since you were a child that you kind of always did things a little bit different? Totally. You know, my mom was actually an entrepreneur. And so I grew up around 
her as well as my stepdad. And I think that there's something different about, about entrepreneurs. Right. And so I think I learned a lot from her and I look back at my life and I, I don't know if I ever really fit in, you know, and I, and I hear that a lot from so many people, right. I was always kind of like, and, and I think maybe from the surface, it would look like I fit in, but I always felt like I was different. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can really resonate with that. Through and through, I can totally, totally resonate yeah. with that mm-hmm. <laughs> big time. That's actually, it's funny. I think that's why, so I ended up majoring in art originally mm-hmm. in college. And I think that was because that was where I felt most at home in, mm-hmm. in high school. But then when I got to college, I was like, whoa, this is actually not my scene. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that was the feeling that I remembered having is that it was just kind of like, I do not fit in with the rest of the crew. And I also hear that very, very often from entrepreneurs, because there is like a little special brand of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, crazy that we all have <laughs> just brewing under the surface, right? It's like, are we crazy or is everyone else crazy? That's the real question. There you go. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the one that we really, really need to explore. So the reason why I asked about, about your child is because in the, when I was in this part of the book, it was really the part where they are talking about honing in on what your talents and gifts are. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people struggle to, to find, to know exactly what that is. And they basically yeah. are task people to go back mm-hmm. or Gay Hendricks did. He, he tasks mm-hmm. people to go back and kind of assess what it was in their childhood and things about their childhood mm. and how there's a connection to the things that they do now in their adult life. And very oftentimes there, there is, it's a skill that you hone in, in your childhood. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, I think about my childhood and when I was very young, I would say from the age of like four to 15, I was actually working with Olympic professional gymnastics coaches. And so through that, I learned a lot of discipline. And then on top of, you know, having that experience with working with those coaches who I think, you know, taught me some of the things that have now led into me being able to really focus on my business and build things. You know, I was traveling around the world with my mom. I had my mom, actually, she was an inventor. She had this weird product. I mean, I look at back at it now and it's crazy. So when she was, um, when she was raising me, my brother, she was trying to get these ice cubes into bottled water and she couldn't get them in. And so she was like, this is a problem. So she invented this tray that basically is shaped, you know, similar to like the size of the the top of a water bottle. So you can get ice into bottled waters. Now, remember this is like back in the nineties and uh, that product, she ended up getting it into Walmart and linens and things and like all these big stores. And so when I was younger, I would be traveling around with her trying to get her product into these like big box stores. So through that, that's probably where I, I developed a lot of the skills that I, I have now as an entrepreneur. I mean, I feel like I've seen, (laughs) I feel like I've seen your mother's product in the store, which is uh, (laughs) so wild. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yep. Oh my goodness. I, I love that. So, Mm. so much. So tell us about this gymnastics touring with the coaches. Were you like a budding Olympian? (laughs) I think I could have been, It, it got to a point where I felt like I wasn't able to live my, my childhood. Like I I wasn't able to like be a kid because I was training 
five oh, days a week. Yeah. You know, and it, it was intense training. Um, but I, I did go pretty far with it. I was at the junior Olympics and I, I think I could have gone farther if I wanted it, but it got to a point where I just, I felt like I didn't have a life outside of that. Um, but through that, it was, it's really interesting as we're kind of getting into this, because that actually created this massive pattern of perfectionism. Because if you know, gymnastics, everything is like, it must be perfect. Like you must have yeah. your toes pointed. And I actually saw that uh, showing up in my business recently. And so this was something that I've been really working on because perfectionism brings a lot of gifts, but I think at a certain point, it, it slows you down in being able to create enough output in your business to really, really scale your business up. Um, so it's been interesting how I've seen that experience from my childhood showing up in my life now. Yeah. I mean, I'm also hearing too, something that I think is one of the biggest things in creating a scalable business is Mm -hmm. that you build your business around your life, not Mm -hmm. your life around your business, which is sort of the thing that kind of caused you to feel like you you couldn't or didn't want to go further with gymnastics. Right. But it's, and it's very applicable Mm -hmm. in the realm of entrepreneurship and building a business is that mm-hmm. if you build your business, did I, did I, I might've said that backwards when I, just, <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? If you build it mm-hmm. the wrong way, your life has to fit in, in the margins. And mm-hmm. that's never why any of us end up on this journey. Totally. Yeah. I think you have to, I mean, I think it's this balance between you know, trusting yourself and and the way that things are working. I think for me, like when I quit gymnastics, it was just like, I was at a point where I, you know, I was a kid <laughs> I looked yeah. back at it, and, you know, I would go to school and then I would literally go straight from school to practice. And then I would go practice for three or four hours, come home, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, do it again. And I did that for years. So, um, you know, with your, your business, I, I think it's, it's similar in a sense of when you, you know, something's off, you kind of know, but I think there's a difference between emotion and intuition. And I think those two things often get mixed up in, in life and, and in business. Oh yeah, mm. absolutely. You have to learn how to be able to, to differentiate, decipher and not act reactionary act from your intuition. Yeah. That is for sure. Which yeah. kind of brings Oh, go right ahead. I cut you. No, 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 no. You had a thought you must share. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about that. I, I just, I see that happen a lot where people, they they're like, oh, well, I feel this way. And it's like, well, you're trying to do something that's hard. You know what I mean? And so I think that difference is, is really interesting, right? Tapping into what is reactionary. What is, what is like the emotion that's stirring? Is it something that is a, a reaction of me doing something that's new and challenging or is it really something that is like out of alignment with what I want to do with my life. So do you have um, sort of tips or a secret in dealing with that in, in your own life that you bring forward in the work that you do? I think that time tells all, right? Oh. Emotion is emotion is very reactionary, as you mentioned, right? So if something's still stirring and still coming up, I think that it could possibly be a sign that maybe you need to change something. But if you just feel it in the moment, right? And and as you know, hypno breathwork therapist, breathwork therapist, is that how you say it? <laughs> therapist, facilitator, facilitator. Genius. Nope. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you're really familiar with working through this, probably in your own life as well as with your clients, uh, and seeing how you know if you work through something, it's like I, I don't know. I, I just think there's a difference there. 
And I think time, uh, at time, especially tools, like if you do work around something and it's still showing up afterwards, it's like, maybe that's something that needs to change, or maybe it's something that needs to change about your, your past identity for you to be more in alignment with your success. Uh, yes, absolutely. It becomes a, a game of observing, I think is, mm. is pretty much the, the biggest mm-hmm. thing. And if you're operating from a reactionary place, learning how to hit the pause to Mm. actually observe, because when we operate from a reactionary place, we can actually create a lot of damage in our business, in our life. A lot of different things can happen, happen there. Totally. Totally. It's really interesting because I, I do think it's, it's interesting because obviously I coach coaches, I coach business owners. And so many people want to come from emotion, right? But that actually is something that needs to shift if you really want to achieve massive results in your, in your life and business and success really in anything, I think. Yeah. That actually makes me think of, you know, so many people think that you need to build a vision a, a business based on passion. And the problem with that is passion's change. Passions don't always have a steady constant. And so if you build your business based in passion, not that, I mean, there are things that you can be passionate about inside of your business, but when the foundation is poured on passion, you actually create this, like a foundation that's quicksand, right? Because what's what you're passionate about today, you may not be passionate about three months from now, four months from now, a year from now. Yep. I couldn't agree more with that actually. And it's really interesting because when I first launched my business years ago, my initial offer was passion to profit. So I really believe that you should like follow your dreams, follow your passion. And I think through that experience and working with people, I started to realize this might not be the best path for business because what happens when you start to turn your passion into something that needs to make you money is things change. Right. And I think to have the expectation that everything is going to feel great and passionate all the time within business. I think that that's like setting you up for failure because there are going to be pieces of your business you love. And there are going to be pieces that are maybe not your favorite thing that are part of the business. And I think when people turn their passion into a business, it just, it just changes things. And oh my as gosh. you mentioned, passion changes. <laughs> so keep your passion, passion and, and turn your business into something that you love but also something that like, you know, solves yeah. a problem that's going to do its job, you know, for you. So I, I have like two thoughts on that, that it's actually kind of like stirred for me. One is like, you have people who are like, I love working out. I should totally have a fitness business. And then you find mm-hmm. out that now you don't have any time for your personal passion for yourself anymore. And it's like sucked the passion out of your passion because now mm-hmm. your business is doing this thing, but you have no, no time for it in your own life. Also, then you start to feel like a fraud inside of your business because you're not living in your passion anymore. Totally. So I always like to to kind of think of it is if you can nail your purpose, then your passion can be infused into your business, which gives it this whole entire next level kind of situation. Really interesting. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Can you go, can you explain that a little bit more to me? Yeah. So we all deep down have, have a, have a, a, a purpose, like a greater purpose, the thing that really yeah. propels us forward. I think very often we're not some people who haven't done the work mm-hmm. have not uncovered really what that purpose is. Mm-hmm. And 
that has to be kind of your North star, which is why it's one of my most favorite questions. And we're just going to like go right on out of order before we go into this, like, you know, what you do, we're just going to, we're going to workshop this right now. What is your North star? You know, it's really interesting because again, this is another one of those deep questions. Like what is your purpose? And I think, I actually think I'm living in my purpose and you know, I look back at my life and before I had this business and before I was helping people create more money and freedom in their life, I was bouncing around from job to job, from thing to thing and nothing really stuck. And so, you know, sometimes when I think about this idea of like, you know, what is your purpose? I don't always know. I don't think you know what your purpose is, but I think you know what it's not. And I think through experimentation, eventually you find something and you're like, oh, this is it. Right. And then you realize you're, you're really good at it and you're excited about it. And it brings you more upside than downside. Uh, and I think right now, like, I think what I'm doing right now with building smart coach and really focusing on, you know, helping people build their businesses. I think that creates a lot of fulfillment in my life. It, I, I don't know, I'm excited about it. You know what I mean? And so I think I'm right on track. And, and oddly enough, I, I did a human design reading. I've done some astrology readings and yeah. every single person that I've done a reading with, they all say like my, my thing here is that I'm, I'm here to help people learn how to make, make more money. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. <laughs> the stars say that it's aligned. I feel excited about it, you know? So, but yeah, I think you find your purpose through figuring out what you're not, not by deciding what you are. So I'd even peel that back one more layer though. So mm. people making more money, there's something underneath of that. And so it, what I hear, which yeah. might be leading you, but is freedom, right? So totally. a lot of times our purpose is really kind of very much attaches to our mm-hmm. core values, not kind of, mm-hmm. it definitely does. And so yeah. whatever your real deep core values are, one of them is your true purpose. And if you can take your purpose and attach it to a passion and your Mm. talents and gifts, that's when you start to get this real juicy magic. Mm. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely, I think money is so interesting because I think for me, you know, as my business started to make more money, what money really gave me was it, it gave me opportunity, right? It gave me the resources to invest into coaches to help me heal, right? It allowed me to have more experiences. It, it allowed me to, you know, do, do even like the simplest things like, you know, have better food in my life. And you know what I mean? And I think that's, that's what it is. It's not about, you know, just money. It's about the reaction that, you know, teaching someone how to create that in their life, how that has an effect on their life. Yeah. So there's something that I have this like very firm belief about money. First of all, money is absolutely a neutral thing, right? So, so many yep. people think that their uh, money is either good or it's, it's bad. But the one yep. thing I think you start to discover as you start to acquire and make more money and build mm-hmm. wealth is I think you can look at it at two ways that one, you really start to know who you are as a person. And some might argue that you'd really know when you have no money, who you are, but your, your choices when you have no money are born out of lack. They're, they're made from a place of, um, just survival. When you get to a place where you actually are in homeostasis, 
you are comfortable, you don't have to worry. That's mm -hmm. when you start to blossom into truly who you are. When you don't have to ask your bank account for permission to generously give to your family or a mm -hmm. friend or someone in need to invest in yourself and your own personal growth, to indulge in a luxury or a desire that makes you feel lit up and excited. And I don't mean to like, you know, have a, just like over indulgence. Like, I mean, I believe me, I like bougie, nice things. I am like the queen of it, but I don't mean excess per se. And you can have yeah. tremendous wealth without living in excess or I guess like gluttony, if we will, mm. we'll go, we'll go there. But I believe mm. that when you arrive at a place, when you get to choose from who you are and not from lack, like you basically just don't have to ask your bank account for permission. That's when you really start to know who you are. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think it's really interesting what happens when you actually have your needs met and you can really start to ask yourself, like, who, who are you, right? What do you want to yeah. do with your life? You know, I think that was one of the big shifts that I saw for myself when I actually was what I would consider really like safe within my finances. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. Right. Then it was like, all these big questions started coming up. I'm like, is this the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? what do I want to do with my life? Right. And I don't even know if I had the, the space to ask myself those questions when I was just trying to get by. Right. And th that's one of the things that's a little bit fucked up about, I think the world is that most people are in this state of needing to hustle and, you know, work all the time that they don't even have the space to really ask themselves those deep questions. And so I think that's the thing that's cool about your like building a business online is that you not only have this, the, this, you know, the financial resources, but also the freedom to think yeah. about those things. You know what I mean? The time to do it, do what you want when you want to. So it's, it's very interesting. It's funny. Cause I think that it's even a little bit deeper than mm -hmm. just the freedom to do it. I think it's actually the crucial piece yeah. to creating a successful business, the one where you don't have to hustle. Cause there are so many entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you know this in, in the, in the work that you do, mm -hmm. that that's like the, that invisible ceiling that starts to hold you mm -hmm. back when you haven't created that as like a top priority for yourself mm -hmm. to connect to that, which I personally believe it's, it's your intuition. That is yeah. that, that's that piece, right. That you give yourself mm -hmm. time and space to invite into your, your world to really mm -hmm. lead you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, you know, I think that a lot of people always say, you know, who you are when you're poor is just, and who you are when you're rich, it's the same person. It's just more amplified 
right? You don't really change. Like the values don't really change, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd love for you to, to share a little bit more about what it is exactly that you do, because we've been, we've been kind of like dancing around the edges of it, but I'd love to just really know the, the meat of what smart coach is and what you do for, for entrepreneurs. I mean, I know, but I want you to share it with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So smart coach was built is it's a partner company with me and my husband now. Right. And it's so interesting because I mean, I think I have to kind of start back at the beginning, right. Which is when I was just getting my coaching business going and I was hitting a wall, right. I was having a really hard time scaling it. And of course I was like, okay, I need a higher coach. So I went looking for someone who I really resonated with, who I thought was, had built the business that I wanted. So I think that's a really, really powerful thing. You know, if you want to achieve something, don't waste your time trying to figure it out on your own. Go find someone who has done what you want to do and hire them. And so this was actually when I hired Ross, my now husband, right? And so he was my business coach prior to you know us partnering on Smart Coach, and he helped me build my business, my coaching business, seven figures. And you know, down the line, after scaling my business, we realized we were in love and basically decided we wanted to pour all of our energy into going in one direction, right? Because we both had businesses that were similar, but our energy was going in two different directions. So Smart Coach was kind of born from us partnering up and deciding that we wanted to build something really great together. And I think the, the foundation of it is really that we help coaches and course creators scale their business online through social media. And we really want to help people learn how to not just build their business, but also perform at their best. Because over the process of us building our business, we've realized that, you know, through your success, you have to, you have to change, right? Like if you want to have more success, it's going to also come back to who you are, your identity, your mindset, as you know, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's a big piece of it as well as we want to not just help people, you know, make money online and grow their business, but also, you know, have a better life and, you know, be able to achieve things with more ease, which comes back to mindset, identity, and, and all that stuff in between. Uh, speak in my language, speak in my language. <laughs> so along that journey, there had to have been some people who have been super expanders for you, people who have inspired you, called you up, called you out, all of the things I'd love for you to share. Mm -hmm. A little bit on that, share a super expander story. Yeah, so when I think about the super expanders in my life, I think that there's two, three. So it's really hard for me to pick just one. But I think the, the first one was really powerful because I don't know if... When I was, I don't know, before this mentor, I don't know if I thought that it was actually possible for me to have a big business and, and really achieve my dreams online. So when I first was getting into the online space, prior to this, I was, I was working in sales and I was just so unhappy. And I went on to YouTube and I was like, how do I make money online? Right. Ended up finding this, this guy and I bought his program and it was basically on how to start an Amazon FBA business. Now, I never started the Amazon FBA business, but through that uh, investment, I ended up connecting with the owner of that business who had an eight-figure business online. And 
he ended up hiring me on as his personal assistant. And so I flew out to San Diego, ended up moving into his house and he taught me the foundations of online business. And he was a big super expander in my life because I don't think that I really believed it was possible for me until I was around him. And I realized that he was just a normal person. I think prior to that, you know, he had this big YouTube audience. He's making millions of dollars online. And I think that I had him on a pedestal and I had, I had people that were successful on this huge pedestal and I had myself below them. And I thought, oh, wow. Like, you know, so through that experience of working with him, I got around him and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're just like a normal person. And if you can do it, then I can do it too. And then on top of that, I think he, he taught me a lot, you know, through that experience, that was how I was able to actually launch my business and had the the tools and skills to actually get started. Uh, but I think that was probably my first, my first super expander. Uh, so much mm-hmm. truth in all of that, the, the pedestal, yeah. that's what I lovingly call it. It's like the coach crush in the very, very mm-hmm. beginning when mm-hmm. and it's very similar to when we look at, at celebrities, right? You look more on social media or, you know, where, wherever platform you happen to be looking at someone and comparing and they just don't actually seem like they are in the realm of being a human. Well, I I do think that there are certain levels of entrepreneurship that there are superhuman qualities that that must come out, (laughs) but I believe we all have these superhuman qualities that can be uh, nurtured, cultivated and and brought brought forth. That's such an amazing story. And I feel Mm. like I've heard a couple different people who've had similar types of experiences with like these huge people mm-hmm. and they have these people have brought them in and mentored them essentially through and and in that opportunity it's like literally shifted the trajectory of your life totally it completely changed everything for me i mean it changed the direction of my business and i think it really yeah it just gave me the the confidence in myself right because i, I you know looking from the outside in i'm like oh my gosh he has 1.5 million youtube subscribers he has an eight figure business who is this? And then I get around him and I'm like, oh, you're just like a messy dude. <laughs> it's like living. You're like, you don't wash your dishes. Yeah, right. Totally. I'm like, all right. Okay. I can do this. Uh, so it's, it's very, very interesting. So out of curiosity, because I know everyone is listening, is wondering this. And I says, oh, I'm always wondering. So how did that come to be? Right. So like, how did it go from you bought the the program yep. to then all of a sudden you actually had a conversation with the guy to right. then be invited to be his personal assistant or hired to be his personal assistant? Well, how, like, let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. I, I mean, I think about this, and at the time I didn't really know that I was doing something right. I think I was. I think I was a little bit desperate at that period of my life. I had just gone through a massive breakup. It was like my first heartbreak and I left LA. I was living back in Ohio in my brother's like spare bedroom. And I was like, I need to change my life, you know? So I, you know, I'd invested into this program and I was pouring everything into it. Right. Like this was, this was it for me. I was like, this has to work at the time. I was probably 21, 22 years old. And I just was going through the course material and I ended up building a relationship with him slowly through that. Uh, And I started finding things that he needed help with. And, you know, timing is so interesting because his business was just at the point where, you know, he was kind of hitting a wall and needing to hire someone. 
And so through a conversation, we just started talking. He was needing to hire a videographer and he was looking for a house to buy out in San Diego. And so me, I'm like, okay, maybe I can provide some value and then he'll help me more. Right. Obviously didn't really have much value to give at that time other than these little tasks, but I ended up paying with my own money to basically post a Craigslist ad for him to find a videographer for him. And I went through all these applications and I sent over the ones that I thought were great. And then I ended up, I ended up looking for realtors and I started, you know, filtering through the houses and sending him things. So I was, I was providing value in the way that I could. And that kind of led to a point where we had a, he had a mastermind in Mexico. And so I flew out, it was like my last few thousand dollars. And I was like, I just have to get out there and meet this guy and see if there's a way I can, you know, I don't know, get in with him. And so during that mastermind, I paid for the ticket, but the whole time I was there, I just was working. I just, just, I just, he didn't tell me to work, but I was like, how can I provide value here? So I had a camera at the time and I went around the whole mastermind. I didn't, I didn't listen to any speakers. I was just taking pictures for him, getting testimonials, doing all this stuff. And basically, um, you know, just providing value in the ways that I could. And to the point where he was like, all right, uh, I need to hire someone. <laughs> do you want to, do you want the job? You know? And, you know, looking back at it, it's kind of fucking crazy to me that he brought me on for this position. Cause it wasn't like, I was like his assistant that was getting coffee. He had me building his funnels. I was taking sales calls. I was, you know, going through, I was editing his YouTube videos, doing all his SEO. Like I was basically thrown in the water and he was not one that taught me how to do things. He was like, go figure it out, you know? So that was kind of how I did it. And I think, um, it kind of comes back to this whole idea of like an entrepreneur that we start, started talking about, right. We're like the crazy ones, right. I'm the person that just spent my last dollar on an opportunity to just for the chance to even possibly make that work. You know, all the money that I was going to invest into my product for my Amazon business went into basically me trying to get a job with this guy. And, um, it, it obviously paid off. <laughs> I feel like everyone needs to rewind at this point and go back and re-listen to what the story that you just told, because there was so much gold in there. So much one being, you may not have known it at the time, but you had already proven to him that you were qualified for that job. So anybody that out there that's listening, that thinks that you can't do something because you don't have an MBA or you don't have the credentials to say that you can do it. Mm -hmm. If you are resourceful, which is a very critical thing for an entrepreneur to be, if you're resourceful, you can do it. Like you don't need to have specific like piece of paper to say that you can do something. You just have to decide and do it, which you did. You didn't ask for permission. You didn't wait for direction. You did, which is why he gave you those, the, that, that opportunity because you had already proven you had, you had already shown him that. And then the other piece inside of there is that you were listening to, to your gut. Right. And so yeah. I feel like this is another critical piece when people come 
to make the investment in their business, right? Mm-hmm. Of thinking like, I don't have the money to mm-hmm. invest in this thing because you start mm-hmm. looking at like what income's coming in, your bills, yeah. all of the things. And I will like preface this with, I'm never recommending anyone to put themselves mm-hmm. in like a financial peril to invest mm-hmm. in something. But I think there's this deciding factor of when you invest, knowing that you are gonna show up with every shred of what you have in you. Yeah. And if you trust yourself enough to do that, any investment you make, no matter what it is, is not going to go wrong. It may not turn out the way that you thought it was going to turn out. Just like you didn't go and sit at the mastermind taking notes on the speakers, you turned it into a different kind of opportunity, but you put everything you had into it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Totally. It's really interesting, you know, and so many people have asked me that like, how would you, how did you get an opportunity like that? But people do this all the time. Ross and I were just talking about this yesterday. And I don't know if you follow the Hermoses, um, they have a big business gym launch and they put out a video a couple of days ago on YouTube that they were talking about their social media manager and how this person got a job with them. Right. And the way they did it was they just took their material and, you know, they've, they've been growing these YouTube channels. They just took the content and they just broke it down into all these reels and just made them so much micro content from the stuff they put out and said, here you go. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, when they're going to look for a social media manager, it's like, who are they going to hire? Probably the person that already did an amazing job and provided value for free. Right. And shows that they get yeah. their business. Yep. It, it, you know, you can create your own opportunities. They're, they're sitting out there waiting for you. You just have to, I think it, be listening, right. That's probably that weird intuition thing where it's like life has a way of putting you in the right place at the right time. If you trust and follow that, you know, because I think my, with my life, it's, it's been very much, you know, yes, I put in the work. Yes. I was, you know, really putting myself out there, but also timing for my life and, you know, Kevin's at the time, I think was a big factor that played into that. Absolutely. All right. So get the spare bedroom coming. I'm coming. Cause I know you guys need a hip and breath work <laughs> in the home provider. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I would love that you've shared so much, much goodness, so much gold. I feel like I could just sit here and have a conversation with you about all of the wisdom that you have to share, but we have to save that for another episode because um, we're, we'll have to do it again. <laughs> so how can, how can the listeners, how can they find you? What's the best way to get into your world? Yeah. So I think that the best way would be to follow me on Instagram and jessicajohnson.biz uh, or you can go to smartcoach.com and, and find us that way. Amazing. It'll all be in the show notes for everyone to find. And I love to kind of close it down with, with this one question, if you, if you could give yourself your younger self, or just like any golden juicy nugget of advice that you might share with the, with the audience, what would it be? Mm, Yeah, that's such a good question. I think I would tell myself to trust myself more. When I look back at some of the places that I was in in my life, I was so stressed out at certain moments, questioning if things were going to work out for me. And at that moment, if I could just go back and be like, just trust yourself, it's all going to work out. I think that could have changed the way maybe my nervous system was in the moment, (laughs) but also I think it's all, all lessons learned. Um, 
yeah, I think just trust yourself and go for it. Like whatever you are thinking about, right. Everyone that's listening to this probably has a dream or something that they're, you know, kind of holding back on. If you could give yourself that trust, like go for it, you know? Oh, I love that. Let's go for it. Cause what's the worst that could happen? Yep. And, and even if things do go wrong, it's like you learn from that. There really is like nothing that can go that wrong that you can't figure out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> everything is, yes, everything is figure outable, but all, all things lead to the next thing. So yeah. it's never really a failure because failure truly is only feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, such, such wisdom. I am so grateful for you. So grateful that you were able to carve out the time to hop on and just share your genius, share your wisdom, share your light. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Mm, Thank you for having me. (laughs) Catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.